everybody. This is Sam, that girl with the curls, bringing you another amazing episode of the podcast, if I do say so myself, and I do. Uh, this is episode 73 with Yoshi Yoshitani, uh, coming out uh, a, about a day earlier than normal, and the reason for that is that Yoshi is doing a show on Saturday, uh, just for a little fl- little clarification, the Saturday of the week of the posting. So if you're listening to this, you know, two weeks from uh, the 9th of, um, uh, of August, then sorry, but, uh, it's, uh, the show is on the 13th, uh, on Saturday, uh, in San Francisco, and she gives the, the details much later in the, towards the end of the show, so I guess if you really want to know when it is, you can just, like, skip over all of this awesomeness, because you would be missing out on that, so please don't, but if you must, then do that. Um, but yeah, she's doing a show in San Francisco on Saturday, uh, the 13th, and uh, it is for her uh, the major arcana of her fairy tale tarot cards that she's uh, been posting on Twitter and Instagram and uh, on her store, and they're just, they're phenomenal. I, I gush definitely during this episode about how amazing her art is, and there will be links uh, to that artwork uh, in the body of the article that this is being posted and so yeah if you're listening to this on SoundCloud you better go to maniacalgeek.com because that's where it's going to be because uh, again don't know anything about brand consolidation so um, but that is besides the point what you really should be paying attention to is this conversation with myself and Yoshi because it is amazing and we cover like a lot of stuff. It's not just the fairy tale tarot, it is all kinds of things. Uh, Disney, uh, we go into a little bit of uh, the five man band setup and cartoons. Uh, we talk a little bit about winemaking and labels and planning for your own funeral. So it's all good. Uh, but uh, please do enjoy episode 73 Yoshi Yoshitani. Yeah, I can hear you just fine. How how am I coming through? Pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. Okay. Not just great, but pretty good. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no. Excellent. I mean, you're mediocre at best, but it's all right. <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah, no problem. I, I sometimes you know this happens or whatever, so I'm I'm pretty chill about it if if things show, you know turn up. So. That's a. Uh, I'm just, like, super um, disoriented by, like, summertime in general. I'm like, oh, it's still so light out. It can't be nearly that time. And I'm like, oh, my God. You're like, it's 10 p.m. What? So sorry. No, it's fine. I was was actually recently in, um, I went to Iceland. Oh, really? Like, I I flew through there. But, yeah, it was, was like, 4 a.m., and the sun was very high in the sky and I'm like dude like son you gotta chill with this this is too early for you to be out <laughs> you gotta it's like it's cool man you can just go below the horizon and we're all good now <laughs> you know you don't need to be here it's all right like it's not your time like, <laughs> let the moon have its moment i mean 
Yeah, exactly. I'll check back in with you later. There we go. No, uh, yeah, I, I flew in from, um, I got back from Atlanta on Saturday. And I left at, like, close to 7, so the sun's still out. It's it's getting ready to set, but I'm coming towards, I'm going to Seattle. And so it's basically like I'm, it's like the plane is chasing the sun. <laughs> and just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the further west I get, it's like it's still light out for some reason. <laughs> god plus i like i can't believe you're in atlanta like this time of year it just like oh it must be miserable it was yeah like my pacific northwest sensibilities does not mesh well (laughs) with the south yeah yes Uh, i know exactly that it's it's just like i'm so not compatible with that weather but i love the food there (laughs) i'm like shrimp and grits all day i'm good to go yeah yeah. absolutely (laughs) No, my family lives up in Seattle, so I'm, like, very aware of the, the weather pattern of, like, yeah, the Northwest, where it's just, it's, like, always nice, except in the wintertime. I'm not a big fan of Seattle winters at all. Yeah, they're, I mean, with the, uh, the global, the global warming and everything, it's been, it's been changing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, definitely, like, I think I saw today, like, taking the bus home from work, I think I saw the leaves were starting to change already. I'm like, what? I've actually heard, and I mean, who knows if this is actually true, but I've heard that there are wineries that are actually buying land, like, up in northern areas, because they're like, oh, with global warming, this will be really good in about ten years' time for wine. (laughs) They're just banking on a terrible, like, climate change altering the landscape. I'll this one out. (laughs) Well, we could just go to Eastern Washington. I mean, it's pretty good wine country. So, oh, God. yeah. I keep uh, teasing my father. He's gonna. Re- he's telling me he's gonna retire in a couple of years, and he's a huge. He, he likes wine. He likes a lot of wine. Um, I keep telling him you should just start a vineyard. I mean, keep your mind occupied. Yeah, like, actually, I was a. Uh, I was recently visiting a place in Sonoma where they were saying that that's what people do. They just like retire. And they buy acreages of, of like vineyards to grow wine at. I also didn't realize that like a single vineyard will actually sell to multiple wineries. Really? I thought it was like yeah, I thought it was a one v one thing, but <laughs> it's not. Apparently, they'll sell out like acreage to like multiple wine companies. Hmm. So, which makes me feel that like. Maybe the wine isn't so special, like the bottle that you buy, because they're like, oh, it's from this place, but that exact same bottle of wine could be made by somebody else. I guess it's just, like, the the method of the barrels that they put it in. I don't, yeah. I obviously know a lot about wine. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I, there are times where, like, I mean, I like wine, it's fine, but it, it you know, I, I was raised Catholic, so everything tastes like church wine to me. <laughs> it's really, it has to be, like, a really like distinct taste for it to make any kind of impact so like a five dollar a five dollar bottle of wine will taste about the same as like a 13 dollar bottle quite frankly (laughs) yeah absolutely i I think it's like yeah one of those things that you probably just have to like drink a shit ton of wine for it to like for it to start to mean anything to you which i feel like is like huge time investment it's a it's like the how do you get to carnegie hall practice <laughs> yeah. Just keep on drinking. Just develop that sensitivity in your liver, and it's fine. You'll be be great. Drink Eventually. them all under the Eventually. table. Yeah. 
I mean, it's like how you learn how to have a tolerance for whiskey. You just drink bottle after bottle after bottle. Yeah, my theory is that nobody actually likes whiskey until they've, like, they just drink it enough that they're, like, okay with it now. But it's not... I might be one of those people, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I kind of think most alcohol actually, like, except for maybe the, like, the really sweet Moscatos or something, like... Nobody mm-hmm. starts off being like, this is great. Like, <laughs> I totally want to do this. Oh, I'm a, like, no, I'm a big masker. Like anything that will like contain some kind of fruit juice or sour uh, mix. Absolutely. And then it's just like, you have two or three of those. And you're like, okay, I've clearly had enough. <laughs> like I'm going to yes. go sit down. I mean, all the like quote unquote girly drinks. That's like my jam. There we go. Um, like absolutely you know i'm all for feminist rights but like man like that sweet stuff is where it's at <laughs> like give me the frou-frouiest drink you can make absolutely. sir <laughs> like absolutely like does it come with a little umbrella fuck yeah oh my is, god you know? i like any kind of like something that has a sword through a cherry like um i'm like all about that <laughs> it's like the embellishment like sell it up please pl- you know there was, um, I used to live in, I don't know how familiar you are with, with the with Washington, but there's a city called Bellingham up north. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's oh. where I went to college, and there was this uh, bar near my apartment that uh, was, it was a martini bar, and we would go there on occasion. Uh, <laughs> which my grandfather hates that I call it a martini bar, because his idea of a martini is just gin in a glass, so. That's, all right, well, all right. Yeah, he can have his opinions. <laughs> yes, he can. He's a very old-fashioned guy. Um, I guess if you waft some vermouth around it, then it also counts. But, you know, he's he, he, that's as much as he'll go. It's as far into the, the mixed drink era he'll get to. Um, but we would go there and... Yeah, he's got some very specific ones. But we would go there and they had like these... I mean, just all these different mix-type drinks in martini glasses, basically, and so they'd, they'd make these really great embellishments, like they had a gummy bear drink, and so it came with, like, a bunch of gummy what? bears skewed through, and, like... <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. It was it was good up until it started getting super expensive. Yeah, I bet. But that, like, that, again, sounds like my jam. <laughs> I have... For, for a year there, I was part of this, like, one-of-the-month club, mm. which, uh... It's kind of cool because like they send you a like they send you a bottle of wine, but they also give you a little card that tells you like how you would describe this bottle of wine. So it's basically kind of teaching you what any of the wine terminology means. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up not really liking any of the wines, so I'm not really selling it well. But <laughs> but I will say that all of the labels were so cool looking. They were like so good. I feel like that's and half I, of how I shop for wine now. It's just like, does this look I, good? <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, like, I just felt like I was hitting their target demographics so hard. Like, <laughs> doesn't know anything, wants to know something, but also really intrigued by the pretty bottles. <laughs> and it was great because, like, if I, you know, if there was, like, a house party or something, I'd just bring one of these bottles of wine. Everyone's like, oh, I've never seen this bottle of wine before. And, <laughs> You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, it's so super exclusive, but... It's you know, this like, really like, awesome so cool. Cabernet Sauvignon, and... <laughs> yeah, and I would just, like, pull out these big words, like, oh, I know exactly, it's smoky, and yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, what's the bouquet like in this one? Well, I'll tell you my opinion on it, so... 
<laughs> stick your nose in like way far in, just like, practically into the line. Just <laughs> absolutely. Like I said, I was I was the key demographic exactly. They knew who they were hitting with that. Well, and it's interesting you say that just because I feel like with your with your art, because uh, just to let you know, I am I am recording, so we've technically started. Um, oh, well. <laughs> sorry. No, it's fine. This is how I like starting it. Uh, just letting you know on the off chance that you say something you don't want to say. <laughs> uh, too late, too late. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> it's like, gotcha, yes, I win. Uh, but considering your, your artwork would actually make really awesome labels for wine. <laughs> like, yeah, I would absolutely love to do that, actually. Um, but I have, you know, that's one of those things, too, that it's just kind of hard to figure out how to break into any given market mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's like crazy hard. I will say it's one of those things that, um, like, I, I feel like to be a good artist in, like, this day and age, maybe good by which I mean, like, successful, mm-hmm. is that you just have to be really good at, like, social media. I think it's a little yeah. depressing. <laughs> Just like how much of your like time you actually have to dedicate to like promotion being on social media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's one of those things too that it's um it's just like constantly changing what platforms you have to be on. Mm-hmm. Like I remember a couple of years ago, like everyone was on Blogger. Before that everyone was on DeviantArt. DeviantArt still exists, like, but Blogger is basically dead. Mm-hmm. And then there's what Tumblr, Live Journal, uh, I think. Yeah, it's like Tumblr. You need to be on um, Twitter, definitely. Mm-hmm. Instagram is another one. Uh, and there's just like constantly like different ones that are like popping up. Like I think uh, what was it? There were there was one website that's a concept was a concept website and i'm forgetting its name now concept website <laughs> conceptart.org maybe oh, oh my okay. god i'm gonna but uh but it was really big and like a lot of really big name concept artists were on it and then it started like flagging and then all of a sudden it just shut down <laughs> and a whole bunch of people like had their stuff on it and were like just like what the hell so like did they lose their their art like i i don't think think so but they lost a lot of their connections that they had based purely through that website oh shit so yeah so it's like it's just super hard to to know where you have to be and then of course like it's hard because all the people who have who have the jobs that want to give them out are like also like constantly like perusing all these different sites trying to like find stuff well and i feel it also like in terms of a freelance artist like yourself it's you know, there there could be people looking, but they're also looking for, like, the cheaper option at times. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've had some d- definitely interesting conversations. I mean, I try to I try to be, like, nice about it and break it down for for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, like, uh, I guess, like, one, one of the ways I try to, like, break it down for people is, like, I'm like, all right, well, you know, you're asking me to do an illustration and just the communication... And just for, like, the first round of sketches, that's probably, like, two hours that we're talking about Mm -hmm. of time. And then, like, depending on what kind of, like, scale of illustration you want, like, we're talking anywhere between, like, you know, a 
five, ten hour illustration to like a two hundred hour illustration, like depending on what you want. Well, yeah, because uh, you're like you're actually composing the 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 thing. I mean, unless unless they have some very specific ideas, which you know some people do and some people don't. But if you're getting like a very vague description of a thing that they want, and then you spend all this time and effort actually creating like the poses, the background, all this other kind of stuff, yeah. like the it's 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 interesting how there are people who just have no conception. Of the yeah. time that it actually takes to to make art. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like uh, I try to break. I had this uh, this one person who said like, "Oh, I'll pay you fifty dollars. Like that's like the max I'm willing to pay you for like this illustration." Mm. And I was trying to basically say like, "Well, like even the minimum illustration that you're asking for is something that's like ten, fifteen hours." So. Fifty dollars for fifteen hours of work works out to a pretty small number. Yeah, and <laughs> that's not a number that will be able to like pay my rent <laughs> or buy me any food that I need for that time period. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're just making way below minimum wage. That's like that's practically slave labor, is what yeah, that is. It's, <laughs> like, it's, my uh. No, go $50 ahead. $50 is closer to, like, what you could get for, like, a print mm-hmm. if I was also doing that print for, like, 30 other people. Like, if I was anticipating selling a bunch of other prints, then I could, you know, do it for lower because I'm anticipating making, like, you know, maybe $500 over the course of, like, various sells. But if yeah. it's just one person, I can't recoup that money. No. So. My uh, one of my friends who actually designed my my logo for the Maniacal Geek and that girl with the curls. Um, when we were initially talking about it, I had asked her, and, and I had never negotiated before, so she was just kind of like, "What are you working? You know, what kind of budget are you working within?" And this is again the ignorance of my part. I just didn't really have a budget, so I just kind of sent a number out there, and I totally lowballed her, and I was I felt like the worst human being in the world. Yeah. Like, I, I emailed her and I was like, I'm so sorry, tell me what your page rate is and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's, that's why I try to, like, I try to, like, negotiate with people a bit beforehand where I'm like, okay, like, this is, like, how many hours and, like, like, let's, let's assume that, also, I, I would need to make above minimum, um, like, minimum hourly wage, also partially because, like, I... As a freelance artist, I'm also anticipating having time in between jobs mm-hmm. that I'm, like, not working. So um, there are some weeks where I'll do, you know, like, 40 hours work worth of work, but then, like, the next week, just from how things lay out, I might only be doing, like, five hours of work. Yeah. So my freelance rates have to, like, sort of accommodate and account for that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, also, like, people will just, like, suddenly flake out on me, where I'll be like, okay, like, $300 or something for this, like, whatever thing, and then it'll be, yeah, 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 like, I need this next week, I need this done, I need this done, and then all of a sudden they'll just, like, disappear, and I'm like, well, I've actually turned down other jobs oh. that paid less for the sake of this, so now I'm really screwed, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's, so it's basically just constantly, like, trying to figure out, like, prices and trying not to die. No. 
<laughs> well, you're you're doing a good job so far. You're you're still living, so yes. Kudos yes. to you. Yes. <laughs> um, well, you know, see. Yeah. Okay. Well, at, when this goes up, maybe you won't be around. So, in memoriam of uh, Yoshi Yoshitani. Uh, yes. <laughs> so much we dedicate this podcast in her honor her art will be going on wine label soon post-mortem <laughs> so. yes i actually would like that just in memoriam wine label that would be great just if you could bury me with a couple of them that would be awesome too cool uh, we'll send it out to your friends and family it'd be a great little like uh, prize at the wake oh my god Dude, that would be excellent. Like, I mean, everyone gets party favors at, like, weddings. Why can't you have, like, funeral favors? <laughs> Door just favors. Like, yeah, just like, here, guys, like, this super sucks, so here's some wine. Let's all get trashed and, like, reminisce. There we go. It'd be great. Sick. So um, just uh, design your wine labels, get those ready, and prepare for the worst. So <laughs> for this. Like, oh, God. I, like, I'm just, like, planning my own funeral right now, like. <laughs> Oh my god, I bet there are Pinterest boards for this. I'm fairly certain there are at this point. <laughs> Doesn't Pinterest just encompass everything now? It's like, well... I just... I mean, like, there are Pinterest boards for, like, weddings. It's like, weddings and do-it-yourself, which, by the way, I'm ashamed to admit, I am, like, all over these boards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, which, okay, that's another one. Pinterest is another one that a lot of, like, uh, illustrators or artists should be on. Yeah just again like i'm not on that i like i should be putting my own artwork on that but i'm not on that one and i'm not on behance which are like well there's a, both ones that i <laughs> there's only so much time in the day you can devote to certain things before it's like oh, right? you have to do the thing that gets you the money <laughs> so <laughs> and i mean it's it's the same like um like just being a writer and doing this podcast and everything, I'm I'm not necessarily the I'm I'm an introverted extrovert at times. Like I, I kind of skirt that yeah. line. Um, so I'm cool with doing stuff on Twitter and everything, but I'm also not super over Sherry. Like I don't really go in depth as to what's going on in my life. Yeah, yeah. So it, it always feels like even trying to promote myself is like this weird like. I don't want to bother people. It's, I know. Like, I just want to put this out there and hope people will find it. But yeah, it, it goes just... away after, like, a couple of hours because, you know, everything else gets put on top of it, so. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's really weird, like, I mean, Twitter is one of those ones that I find interesting, too. Like, you get, like, a totally different demographic of people depending on when you post. Oh, yeah. So... So it's just, like, it's so weird, too. And I'll, I'll have things, like, where I'll post a chain of, like, artwork, like, that are all kind of related to each other, and they'll just kind of keep commenting on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll just get people that, like, follow me pretty regularly and are pretty, like, involved with my stuff, but, like, it's only on the 10th image that they're like, wait, I haven't seen this series yet. And I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> just People just can't, like, you know. I'm assuming people probably have, like, a bunch of other people that they follow, so it's just, it's really easy to lose yeah. stuff in the stat. It definitely can be, like, it. sometimes I'm like, I should probably get rid of some of the people I'm following, but what if I miss out on something important on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just, I don't know, man. It's hard. No, it it, it is, especially, I mean, I think it's, um, I, I think you and I are of the same generation as well, so... It's uh, it's much more like we're just not used to that type of like social media stuff really like permeating our lives yet, you know. 
Whereas the generation after us is all like, yeah, I'm totally cool with just sharing everything and just updating, updating, updating. Like, no, no young ones. I cannot do that. <laughs> yes. I, I have to say that I am very thankful that social media did not appear for me until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. And that is specifically because I said so many stupid things as a child. <laughs> I made so many stupid mistakes. I'm like, I'm very thankful that there is like no social media documentation of that. Yeah. I think there may be like a MySpace live journal <laughs> that I had at one point. Yeah. But it had like a handle. I don't even know what that handle was. I don't even remember it. It probably exists somewhere still in cyberspace, but it has, like, no connection to me, and I am so thankful for that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The one thing I worry about is, like, some old fan fiction that I wrote, like, somehow resurfacing. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay. So, so when I was, like, uh, God, when I was, like, in middle school, I think, I spent a lot of time on these um, RPG boards, Mm -hmm. which is, like, you would write like a like a paragraph of dialogue and you'd like put it up on the board and then somebody would like write a, their paragraph from like their character's like perspective and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I got really fast at typing. That was like <laughs> it was that and aim and that's how I learned to type. Certainly wasn't Mavis Beacon or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That stuff again, I'm happy that that has like no association with me whatsoever yeah you're just waiting so. for like the internet archive to be like hey we found all of this stuff you're like no <laughs> damn you yeah no that has no connection to me like people would have to like really deep dive to find it because at this point even i couldn't find it oh yeah no there was a so <laughs> i wrote i so i got super into like 70s television when i was younger because um my 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 mother like she she just got me, like, introduced me to, like, Starsky and Hutch, and, uh, oh, was it, What a- what Adam 12, and Emergency, and all these, all these shows from the 70s, uh, and so I actually ended up writing fan fiction for Starsky and Hutch. Oh my god, that's awesome. Uh, and I put it online somewhere, and I remember distinctly using a different name, so I don't even really remember what name I put it under anymore. Oh my, okay, okay, so speaking of fan fiction, mm-hmm. so I'm not, like, a deep reader of fan fiction but um i don't know okay this is this is gonna be like such a crazy side tangent no go ahead but (laughs) have you ever read atlas shrugged i haven't read it but i know like the basic parts of it you know yeah so i read it a while ago so i don't remember any of the names but basically like i'll go through phases where i just read really famous books Mm -hmm. just because and i think atlas shrugged is also I think it's an important read because so many people have opinions about it, but I realize that very few people have actually read it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, I won't say that people's opinions are unjustified, but I will also say I think it's like I think it's important if you're going to be like talking about things to to read them. But um, <laughs> anyway, so so basically, Atlas Shrugged is like it's a dragon and a princess story. Like, here's this princess. She's being, like, held by this dragon, and a prince comes and, like, saves her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But one of the things that's also kind of interesting is the main character is, like, this woman, but she ends up having, like, three love interests that she goes through. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the first one is, like, her childhood love interest. The second one is, like, her adult love interest. And the third one is the one that she actually ends up with. Oh. Um, but, but they have, she has, like, basically each one of them has, like, this large segment of, like, why they're so hot and masculine. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> so, which I'm like, all right, sure, like, this is cool. But then at one point, like, she, so she finally leaves her adult love interest mm-hmm. to go to be with, like, her final love interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first two love interests end up having, like, a fisticuff fight with each other. <laughs> like, like, it's like old timey like, fisticuffs? Yes. Oh. Like, it's like this section of the book where, like, they're, they're physically fighting with each other and, like, the dialogue, like, the whole thing is written as just, like, this huge physicality, and also about, like, how manly they are, and, like, they're super buff, and, like, they're just trying to, like, dominate each other, but they also super respect each other. Of and I'm just reading do. this, and I'm like, whoa, like, is it hot in here or something? And, like, so, like, that is, like, the only time that I've gone specifically looking for fan fiction. I was like, is there fan fiction of this? And there isn't. There's no fan fiction of the two of them. Which makes me realize that, like, the cross-section of people who, like, read Atlas Shrug and who write fanfiction, like, there is no Venn diagram for them. There's well, now there is like, because there's you. Like, you are the center <laughs> of the Venn diagram. It's just me. Yeah, but, like... <laughs> You're like, why not me? I think that's the only time, actually, that the internet, like, search has, like, failed me. Oh, Like, no. that is... So, if anyone out there ever finds this, like, let me know. I am super interested, like, even more so than I was then. Just, like, the fact that it doesn't exist is kind of insane to me. It's like, the, the fact that it doesn't exist is kind of, it's it's like that Moby Dick thing. It's like, it's driving you mad that no one has done this. And you're like, yes! it tasks me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it's just like, I mean, everyone's like, oh, rule 34. Yeah, if it if you can think about it, it exists. Yeah. Yes, and it's not there. Like, I just like, maybe you have to be the one to write it. <laughs> I think this is your calling that you've missed out on. Yeah, screw being an illustrator. That's not actually going to get me any like follows or like no one's going to buy into this. Nah, you're like screw it. You throw your pens and you know paints out. You're like. Ah, no, freedom, finally, I can write the fan fiction for Ayn Rand stories. <laughs> this is what the world really needs. <laughs> I know. I think, too, that uh, someone says that she's also, like, she was very, like, homophobic, or, like, I mean, I'm, I don't know, I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know super much about, like, her lifestyle or whatever, but I think it's so interesting that that was, like, that was one of, like, the more, like, dedicated gay romances I've ever felt, like, mm. Well, that, yeah, there's always that, uh, like, you reading into more than the author intended, and then and then they're like, no, I didn't intend that at all. And you're like, shut up, yes, you did. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you meant it, like, emotionally. There was something going on there. Deep-seated. There's a, there's um, a lot of symbolism involved, and it's yes, a really deep absolutely. read. <laughs> I still remember yeah. uh, my teacher in high school English... Like I, cause I, I went, th- I go through similar phases that you do with, uh, like, like you do with the, um, the classics, like, oh, I should read this because, you know, everyone's read it or, um, I was like really into Dostoevsky for a while. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, 
He's real sunshine yeah. and rainbows. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I've, uh, I mean, it's an overgeneralization, but I don't know any of, like, real famous Russian authors that are, like, happy. Yeah. Kind of like German philosophers. It's just really not a sunny disposition that they're working from. It's like, it's like guess what? Everything's terrible and you'll die. Like, oh, well, thanks. That's good. That's cool. Um, moving on. Uh, but I was also like super into Dickens for a while too. Um, and he has like those two different eras, like his really yeah. dark, depressing, and then his like super happy. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. It, I I remember my my teacher. Like I had actually read um, was it a Tale of Two Cities before Honors English. Like I was just interested in it and liked the story. And then when we had to go through it, like, all the symbolism that she kept pulling out of her ass somewhere, it was just like, <laughs> you're ruining the story for me. I don't care about ocean tides being the people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I sometimes wonder, too, like, I mean, about that symbolism, like, how much of it is, like, was intended by them? Mm-hmm. How much of it is just, like you know, subconscious that was written in, and it makes sense because it's part of this, like, human understanding of symbolism, and how much of it is just, like, this person, like, I don't know, like, but the teacher is just making this up because that's what they, like, they're like, yeah, this is what I think. That's that's what they were taught, and they just kept perpetuating the myth. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. No, and, yeah, I mean... I can definitely see it with certain stories like um, my I had cousins who went through the same English courses that I did in high school and I would actually like give them answers to to test questions like we had we had to read the sound and the fury uh, and the test didn't change like I we knew this for a fact and I told them like okay if a character is a male and he's 33 years old guess what Jesus they have the the initials JC Jesus uh born on Easter Jesus uh it's like oh my god Christ figures everywhere yeah totally it's like man of steel Jesus um Ugh, yeah right. yeah <laughs> like when, when I'm not even kidding like when I came out of that not even when I came out of the movie but the minute like Superman turns to that general is like I'm 33 years old like Wow, what a specific age to point out. I wonder what that means. Oh, look, he's in a church. <laughs> oh, my God. I hadn't even, like, no, I hadn't made all of those connections before. That's, like, super interesting. Yeah, in yeah. The, the most pandering way possible. Like, I was so mad at them for pulling the Jesus stuff. I was like, God, I hate you right now, Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think it's just so interesting. Like, I mean... Like, I think I mentioned before, but one of the things I'm just super interested in is, like, fairy tales and mythology and, like, um, sort of these stories from, like, different cultures and how mm-hmm. they sort of perpetuate through the cultures, but also how they have parallels through other cultures. Oh, it's yeah. It's just, like, super interesting. There was a, and, a, a course I took in college. It was about um, myth as literature. Mm. And, uh... One of the one of the things that struck me was because there you know you have the story of Noah, but there was always there's also the story of Utnapishtim, which is the exact same story just with you know Indian people and yeah and I was reading that and I remember telling someone about that like years later because it was just so ingrained in me this idea of the perpetuating myth that all cultures kind of 
almost have this pool of stories like the creation myth and the flood myth and, and, and everything that, um, you know, for better or for worse, we all keep pulling from. So it, it's, yeah. it's really, yeah, like you said, it's really interesting where all that stuff kind of originates. Yeah, I think my my favorite, like, story that I think is, so, so a lot of these stories have parallels through different cultures, but not every culture has, like, the exact same story. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of cultures have, like, flood myths, and that's kind of, like, a lot of times it, re, you know, it's, like, the subconscious, so mm-hmm. it has that sort of terminology, but there, there are some stories that just, like, you know, other cultures don't have. But one thing that I think is absolutely, like, does exist in every single culture is, like, the coming-of-age story. And oh, yeah. I think most stories are, like, coming-of-age ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually one of the things that I find, like, super interesting in, like, the modern day is, like, the young adult series, like, young adult books. Yeah. I find them super interesting because they're just, like, they tend to re-encapsulate that coming-of-age story, which um, I think is great because, like, they tend to be super relatable versus, like, I don't know, stories about, like... Um, well, like uh, mid- Midwestern mothers that are like on their third marriage and solving crimes. <laughs> you I mean, you, mean like, you can't relate to that? Are, I don't understand. <laughs> I think these are still good stories. I just think that they have like they have like less universal like appeal than a lot of like young adult stories do. Well, um, and YA books always seem to. I, I feel like there's also that kind of like no no matter where you're coming from it's like you still have that visceral feeling for your childhood and your young adult years like cuz it, yeah. it it's so it has such a huge impact on the person that you become uh that when you like find books like those that kind of like tap into that in in whatever way that they do you're just like yes where where was this when i was 14 or something like that yeah totally yeah no i mean um that's i still really love like young adult novels i'm like reading them all the time one of the things that i find actually interesting um a lot of time more recently is like the the female protagonist and like Mm -hmm. the growth and development in sort of that region um just like that before you had a lot of like female protagonists and they'd have like love interests that would appear um and they just kind of always would have like the first love interest that they would go for was the one that they were meant to be with mm-hmm. and maybe there was like a love triangle but for the most part it was like they went with this person and there seemed to always be like a lot of emphasis on like this is my first relationship and i'm definitely still a virgin <laughs> oh my god i love him it's like, like twilight <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah i think like so i know when i was growing up there was definitely like a lot of books that like followed that sort of trope and understanding mm-hmm. and you know like she would still like be magical or have like cool powers or like could fight with swords but like it was still sort of that understanding and I just kind of like took it for granted like I was just like okay whatever <laughs> like that's just the way it is um even though like you know my family was definitely like teaching me like hey like you know you can have multiple boyfriends like <laughs> probably shouldn't just like take the first one that you like like you know you're probably gonna grow up but um <laughs> well we we never think about the fact that we we grow up multiple times in our life yes, <laughs> like, absolutely. when you're 15 um, you're a very different person than when you turn like 24 and then you're very different than when you turn 36 you know totally, totally. <laughs> yeah well, no so i think like there's so there are more young adult books that I'm reading now that have the female protagonists have like 
multiple love interests. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe each book she has a different one, or there seems to be a lot of them where they're like, by the way, I definitely had, like, a sexual experience before this book started. Mm -hmm. Like, so... So, like, they just kind of throw it out. They're like, yeah, there was, like, this guy, but whatever. And then they go into, like, the actual romance. But, I mean, just even having that is kind of, like, nice to be like, oh, yeah, like, like less, like, sort of emphasis on this, like, virginality is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's more emphasis on a person that has lived a life to a certain degree. Like, they've had some actual experiences that maybe might inform their choices, like a real character. No, absolutely. It's just, I think it's so interesting to me, just like, like I said, watching the development of, like, YA novels. And, you know, I think that there have been YA novels in the past that did have, like, you know, these more open ideas of, like, love interests. But um, I don't think they were as popularized or as, like, well-published mm-hmm. or, like, emphasized by publishers as, like, I think mainstream ones are now. So oh, definitely. that's exciting. Um, is there a particular series or, or particular book that you're, you've read or you're reading right now that you'd recommend to people? I mean, while you have the floor and the platform. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so, actually, the one that I've been the most impressed with recently is A Court of Thorns and Roses. Okay. And uh, even more so, the sequel, um, A Court of Mist and Fury. And that one, like... Um, that one was just super interesting without spoiling anything. I think that was one of the more, um, interesting and like well thought out relationships and understanding of a character Mm -hmm. because of relationships that I've read. (laughs) Yes. But, uh, I super recommend. Awesome. No, I can, I can always link in when the, when this posts and can put those recommendations in there for you. Um, but also, we, we, we started touching on it, but I think we should get back into it since this was uh, one of the primary reasons why I actually wanted to talk to you is because of your upcoming show. Uh, yes. All about uh, the, the fairy tales that you have um, beautifully put onto these, uh, t- made into tarot cards, basically. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, this is the gushy part where it's like, it's really, really pretty and it's really, really good <laughs> and I really, really like it, so... Continue. That's a- <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it's so good, and you're so awesome, and oh, oh my god, yeah, okay. <laughs> this is the mutual appreciation party here. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, it is um, it's it's very beautifully done, and because um, you you've only done so far the major arcana, right? Yeah, I've started. Uh, I have like two done for the minors, but mm-hmm. I am still ways away from finishing the whole deck. Oh yeah, you got, you've got quite a ways to go. <laughs> Um, and just the ones that you have out now, which you're going to be showing on Saturday. So once this, this will go up on Friday right before that. So hopefully people will hear it and then be able to like go to your show, um, in, yeah, in, in Cali. Uh, but, uh, so what was, what was actually the inspiration behind doing the, the, the tarot cards with fairy tales of mine? Yeah. So I would say that I'm really interested in like making large series of things that, um, have different, you know, visuals, but still kind of work together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been interested in tarot cards for a while, partially because I think that their symbology is just super interesting. Like each card has this sort of like story and mythology uh, to it. And so you're supposed to be able to look at the image and it 
tells you all these things about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you see, like, this card next to this card, then you see the symbology and you're like, oh, well, I have a better understanding of it now. Um, But I think that tarot cards are really, really hard, like, especially the the Rider White deck, which is the most popular one, like, a lot of its symbology just doesn't make sense in the modern day. Mm -hmm. Just, like, we don't have any context for it. Like, I don't know what a white rose on top of a red rose means, but it means something very specific, but Mm -hmm. all that's, like, (laughs) out the door. Uh, But, so I think what's interesting, though, is that people can remember fairy tales, and fairy tales have a lot of, like, the same symbology as the tarot cards Mm -hmm. like fairy tales will talk about oh you know death and reincarnation and that's like followed by that's actually parallel in the death card or it's the idea of like jumping into a new existence which is like the fool card so a lot of these fairy tales you know because they're about our human experiences just it makes sense that they have parallels um with tarot cards so it just made sense to me. Plus, it's easier to remember a story than it is like <laughs> a white rose on a, a white rose, a white rose and a red rose. Just or three lilies mean this. Like mm-hmm. this, none of this means anything to me. I'm not going to be able to remember it. But, yeah, again, it's like that symbolism where you're just like, I don't care. This doesn't make any I, sense. Like I absolutely tried. Like I really did. I really made <laughs> an effort to try and figure out the symbol. It's just. It's like. It meant something to the people at the time. And at mm-hmm. the time, everybody knew it. And I think it's one of those things that's interesting is, like, the way people understand emojis today. Mm-hmm. Like, people know what all these, like, emojis mean. We have, like, this collective understanding. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a good possibility that these emojis won't mean anything to anybody, like, 50 years from now. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to have, like, an entirely different visual, like... I mean, it's, like, the same thing with, like, gifts. They just kind of go in and out, like... Mm-hmm. They're only as relevant as your understanding of, like, all the rest of the context that goes with the gift. Oh, I can't um, wait for, like, anthropologists to try and justify, you know, to talk about emojis in a way that sounds, like, even God. remotely um, smart. <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, it's so cool because, like, these little symbols, like, you read them faster than you do, like, actual written word, and they can have more meaning to them than, like than written word would like i mm-hmm. think uh, one of the more interesting ones is like emojis what they mean to a larger group of people and then also what they mean to an individual like oh, small yeah. group of like uh, i have my friend he uses the alien emoji to represent himself because his head is shaved mm. so but like no one like no one outside of our like group is going to know that but it means something to us but that same symbol means like something anyway it's just really interesting no it's it's Um, it's uh i mean even just the the kind of like the long-standing issues with them not having like default women emojis to use you know uh the the fact that we're only now getting like a whole plethora of them uh says something about like not only what um like how we talk to each other but also like how these default settings are are still uh prevalent no matter what we do yeah totally so so I found that, like, I found, I just find that whole process of, like, symbology and what it means to people, like, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, it just made sense for me to do that with, like, the tarot cards, where it's, like, you take these stories. And so these stories, like, these fairy tales that a lot of people are familiar with do have, like, specific meanings and understandings. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, 
you probably have like a slightly different story of the little mermaid than you that you know versus like someone else and so it means something slightly different to you than it would to someone else oh definitely you know you might have all this baggage like wrapped around like a specific story that like other people don't so it's just like again this and i think that gets closer to like what the tarot cards are supposed to be is this idea that like everyone has a basic universal understanding of it but each person has their own interpretation of it no and 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 to to what you just said i do have many issues with the little mermaid mostly the disney version so (laughs) (laughs) yes I did a I did a whole article like basically talking about like issues that have come up as an adult watching uh, Little Mermaid. Uh, chief amongst them, why doesn't Ariel write a note? <laughs> like, yeah. I know it, it bothers me to this day. <laughs> it's just like, what is she? I don't know. Like her, like she's got some pretty sweet digs under the sea too, right? And, like, well, and why is her man. father investing all of his time and energy into this one child? He has seven daughters. <laughs> and one of them presumably would have to take over the kingdom, and yet his youngest is the one he's investing all of his time in. <laughs> oh my god, I hadn't even thought that way. She does have all these, like, sisters mm-hmm. that are just, like, I guess not as hot as her. But... <laughs> like... They, they even, like, that song in the beginning that they sing, like, is just, like, praising Ariel the whole time. It's like, seriously, there's six other daughters who... Just, you're right, they do have, like, that whole song where they're, like, displaying her, and they're like, the most beautiful of all is, where is she? And it's like, oh, wait a second. And but... I, I felt Sebastian on that for not taking roll call before the concert starts. <laughs> Sebastian, you have one job. The damn crab is like, it's like all you had to do was check the shell. Like, was she there? Nope. Well, maybe we should wait a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there there are a few issues I have with that movie. Upon further speculation in my adult years, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, have... however, is flawless to me. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still not a fan of his like his '80s hot hunk visuals like i'm oh, still the... into just normal beast no i like beast. i like how beast looks but you don't get any time with the the actual print so you're like eh, i guess he'll do but yeah the one thing that is like weird about um the beauty and the beast is like they make some reference to him like turning away the old lady mm-hmm. and then they said like on his 21st birthday like the last petal will fall right and then in a song they say, like, ten long years we've been like this. And it's like, wait, so... <laughs> so, he was, like, a dick when he was 11. Yeah. And then he was, like, punished for, like, a decade. I mean, that feels a little harsh. Also, where were his parents? Yeah. Was he, like, was he managing this whole kingdom when he was 11? <laughs> and I mean, like, I don't think anyone would be, like... I mean, I'd probably be a little sour, too. (laughs) Maybe his parents are some of the broken furniture somewhere. Oh, no. Right? Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like when you do... Yes, okay, here here is the main flaw, I suppose, then. That when you think about it, that the the fairy godmother sorceress type lady basically just punished an 11-year-old boy for being an 11-year-old boy. (laughs) Yeah. It's like... Better learn your lesson, and hopefully it won't take you ten years to do it. Whoops. <laughs> oh, God. 
I mean, like, also, what 11-year-old boy is like, yeah, I totes want to get married. Like, <laughs> like... Well, it's, it's like Maleficent being pissed off that she wasn't invited to a baby shower, basically. <laughs> it's like, death to the baby! Like, this is harsh. <laughs> Chill. Okay. Although I do, we'll like... a better party. Exactly. Like, when she's 16, the party's gonna be rocking, man. Then she'll be crowned, and... Man, it'll be so much better. Just, yeah, chillax for a while. It's like, you're you're immortal, presumably. I mean... Until you turn into a dragon, so... <laughs> like... But that, that was also, like, one of my issues with the live-action one, is that they softened Maleficent so much. Yes. They were like, yes. what was the point of this? Yeah, my favorite part with her, actually, was when, like, Angelina Jolie, like, comes in, and is just, like, laughing as she curses the baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like... I was like, this is the best part of the whole movie, and <laughs> everything after that. Like, before and after that, I was like not into oh god i i the whole what um the the one thing they really had to do like all they had to do was let her turn into a dragon like yeah and they couldn't even accomplish that part (laughs) like it would like i could rewrite that movie and 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 this isn't just like arrogance but it's just like there's there are things that all you have to do is fix a couple of them and then the movie is just that much better like, yeah. you know, she's, like, covered in that, that iron mesh thing or whatever, and then, like, her last bit of magic is just to turn into a dragon, and then, like, her and the king kill each other because, you know, symbolism or whatever. Um, yeah. Like. I just, like, I also didn't understand. It's one of those things, too, is, like, modern day movies, like, like in the last, like, 10, 15 years or something, just seem to have this, like, obsession with having a battle sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, like, a huge, like army versus army sequence yeah like unnecessarily like it was also in um was it uh alice in wonderland mm-hmm. like the the newer ones like where she's an adult but then they go up against the jet ja- like why why do we keep you know i someone was actually saying that like if we were to have wizard of oz like the remake of wizard of oz it would have a battle sequence like well and they did that would, in the uh, oz the great and powerful yeah. Was, which, oh, that smarmy-ass movie. <laughs> like, I, was like, I mean, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm any less cynical than most people, but there's, like, there's something to be said for actual sincerity that is just so refreshing these days. <laughs> like, Yeah, I kind of miss, like, I kind of miss when, you know, The Wizard of Oz, the original one, it's, like, her going out and, like, making friends. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. I kind of would like a few more of those that are geared towards, like, adult audiences, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like the only thing you get is, like, Friendship is Magic, which, by the way, I love that show, yeah. but it'd be nice to have, like, more adult-centered ones that are like that, too. Yeah, it's it's like, okay, well, we can have this friendship stuff and sisterhood and, you know, all that kind of, but it's only for small children. It's like, well, it, we adults would kind of like that magic back, too. That would be kind of cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Like, friendship is magic. It's like friendship is mother flipping magic. <laughs> like, it's like I mean I'm already like avoiding uh, Twitter so I don't get like Steven Universe spoilers because I think that's the show that gives me the most like feels you know more than anything else at this point. <laughs> yes, yes, I completely understand. Yeah, I've had. Um, I don't know if you are you caught up on on the latest episodes at all. No, so don't don't no, worry about. I'm not going to. Uh, 
I'm just saying there's one the one of the newer songs that they had come out is just like oh god how are you doing this to me <laughs> like you're just wrecking me yeah, that's a, that's another one that I'm like excited about like Steven Universe is like um you know kind of paving the way for for more shows that are like female centric I mean like first mm-hmm. it starts off obviously with like Adventure Time and then like then it became like Steven Universe and that's just like leading the way for more shows down that route which is exciting oh Courtland I really wish that Legend of Korra had gone for a lot longer like that would have been like amazing to see I mean I just I think the worlds that you know a lot of these cartoons have created are are so livable where you're just like I want to know more about what happened to the Fire Nation at this point or you know what's going yeah, on totally. over here <laughs> like what happened to Sokka god <laughs> tell me I just, like, I still wish that in, like, Avatar, like, The Last Airbender, that, um, that Zuko ended up with, like, Katara, like, I... Oh, you're I a, you're like, a Zakara or whatever the hell that is, a that ship? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm shipping that one still, I'm sorry, like, I know, like, <laughs> I know we're far past that, but I'm still, I'm still shipping that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's plenty of fan fiction that will help you out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one at least exists. Yeah, it's like it it exists like hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Absolutely. that. I was I was full on Sokka and Suki person, so I was like when they were together, I'm like, oh yes, thank you. And Cora answered none of my questions about that. It was just like, and uh-huh. what? I'm getting like blue balls here from you guys. <laughs> like what is happening? <laughs> we, got, we got some more stories for you instead. <sighs> like damn you and your wonderful tales of friendship and magic and but what happened to Zaka and Zuki I told a, a couple of artist friends of mine I was like telling them like my version of how things went down like they had a couple they had like a couple of daughters and they were raised on like the island of Kiyoshi and then because like I don't know how genetics really work in this world so they probably had some like latent water bending powers and then they use like the fans to like do the water bending I'm like yes I want that interesting um because like i'm i'm like mixed race so i just seeing shows that have like distinct races mm-hmm. and like sort of like distinct understandings like i always find that interesting but then i'm always like but what about the happies there's gotta be some mixes in here somewhere mm-hmm. what happens with them what do they do like <laughs> all the fucking time yeah like this started young like i'm talking about i would watch richard scary or like arthur mm-hmm. and there's like here's the bunny family and here's the aardvark family and here's the cat family and i'm like do bunnies and cats never get together like, they're all going to school together right now but like but like do they get together what kind of babies do they have do they adopt like what happens well, i want to know and that always kind of goes back to like the miss piggy and kermit thing where they they got married and whenever they depict them with children the girls are always pigs and the boys are always frogs so confusing to me and I'm like but I'm like that's not how it works I know like you don't it's not like I mean I've had this too where people like get confused where like they'll meet my family Mm -hmm. and they're just like I thought that you were like half Japanese when they meet like my white side of the family Mm -hmm. and I'm like yeah this is like this is the white half and there's like the Asian half and like they're distinctly separate but I am both and like (laughs) 
I know this is confusing, but like, try to like <laughs> keep up with me here. Yeah, no. See, so. there were two, then they made one, and that is half of both. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So no, I mean, like, that's kind of going back to like the tarot deck too. It's just like mm-hmm. I've always been like, you know, seeing a lot of other tarot decks are like all white or they're like all something else. Like, yeah, they tend to be kind of all of one thing. So. It was just really important for me for things to be, like, everything. So they're all, like, all these different cultures in sort of one package. No, it's it's is... insanely awesome that you have, like, all of these different, not only fairy tales, but also myths kind of represented. And, like, my favorite, quite frankly, is Scheherazade. I love the High Priestess. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Like, well, they're all gorgeous, but she's, like, she's the one, like, my eye kind of, like went to immediately. I'm like, oh my god, what the hell is going on over here? <laughs> um, yes, that one, that one's also, I mean, it's hard, it's probably good, but all, I think like all of them are probably my favorite for one reason or another, but mm-hmm. I really like Shaharazad. There's, I mean, there's something so, I, because I, I, I've had a, a book of the Thousand One Arabian Nights for like the longest time, um, but they're, they're just... thick. <laughs> they're not, they're not easy to read. No, they are not. <laughs> And especially it depends on which translation you're kind of looking at, too. And yeah. Do they have annotations or footnotes, which sometimes are just ridiculous in and of themselves. And uh, But yeah. Scheherazade is, like, a character, is such an amazing, like, person to try to, like, get into her head and be like, she's literally saving her own life every night. And it's just so awesome, like, the concept of her as well is, is just amazing to me. Yeah, I think, like, I mean, so I used her for, like, the High Priestess card, which is, you know, so it's supposed to be this, like, card about um, sort of someone who, like, has all of this knowledge but isn't, like, going to hand it out readily. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to earn it. So, and I mean, I think that's kind of, like, the way Shaharazad is, too, is, like, a lot of her stories, like, I think even her first couple stories, like, talk directly to the king, like, mm-hmm. hey... Maybe you shouldn't be such an asshole. Have you ever thought about that? But, like, she doesn't say any of this directly. She's just kind of like, here are all these stories about all these other people. And some of them also just happen to be, like, about other asshole kings and what happens to them. <laughs> you know? It's like, <laughs> hint, hint. Um, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, they're, they're awesome. And uh, so with each card, uh, I mean, what was your process like figuring out which myth you wanted to do or which story you wanted to tell with, with the major arcana at this point? Yeah. So basically doing a lot of research to figure out what the card is trying to say in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then like, so actually this is another reason that social media was great was, um, I would just kind of distill it down to like one sentence where I'm like, this is the kind of story that I need. And then I'd sort of ask people on various medias, like, do you have a story that you would recommend? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a lot of these stories, like, I have a shit ton of fairy tale books that I'm just constantly reading from Mm -hmm. various cultures. (laughs) But uh, I can't be everywhere, so I've been getting, like, some really good suggestions. Um, Some of the really harder ones to find is, like, Oceania, like, anywhere around there, trying to find stories from there is hard. Mm -hmm. Also trying to find stories from, like, south america just because so many south american stories are just actually european stories imported to south america oh, okay so it's hard to find like kind of authentic south american stories you know just like you have like like that collar thing in cartoons with like yeesh like i'm just yeah. drawing so hard uh was there a particular card that was 
I guess, harder for you to figure out the most? I mean, even with like the social media help, like just either design wise or story wise. Yeah, the ones like, so I was just bopping around and I was doing the ones that I liked the most, Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that were the easiest, but like, yeah, towards the end, those ones, like trying to find ones for that was hard. Like, uh, trying to find one for the devil was pretty hard because I knew I liked the symbology of the devil, like, uh, kind of like as this dragon type thing that is a hoarder and collects all these things, Mm -hmm. but doesn't actually need them or use them. Yeah. It's just kind of like you know, takes all this stuff. And so, like, that that symbology is pretty prevalent in Europe as, like, a dragon. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got all these princesses and stuff. But I was like, oh, I really want to, like, not have another European card. It'd be nice <laughs> to have. Because, <laughs> like, it's so easy to find, like, those stories. But I was, like, looking for something that wasn't European. Um, and I already had a couple cards in Japan, so I didn't want to do another one there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, someone suggested to me, like, the, the boy Tata, is how it's pronounced uh which is like this fire snake from brazil which mm. just sounds super cool right and like it, it like eats the eyeballs of like carcasses and people that are setting fire in the forest that shouldn't and so now it has like these eyes that just like pierce the darkness but apparently it's blind during the daytime mm-hmm. because it just has such great vision and and it's on fire all the time which is pretty cool it's, so. it's basically like a vengeful Smokey the bear Yes. It's yes, like, it don't, is. only you can prevent forest fires or I'll eat you. <laughs> it's like, I mean, how would you not think that that is, like, super crazy cool? No, no, it's, just even looking at it, you're just like, damn. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> like, Mr. Right. Snake. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I won't fuck with you. It's like, all oh, right. is this your forest? This forest is yours? Oh, I thought it was <laughs> I the... Just, what? I thought it was the water snakes uh, forest. I'm gonna... Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> got turned around, didn't ah, bye. Yeah. I yeah, the fork in the road. I should have. Whoa, I should have totally gone left. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. What's actually been super cool, like like that card specifically, and a couple of other cards. It's just like I've gotten people being like super thankful to see like their culture represented. Mm-hmm. Like there are people that are just like, oh my god, like I've never seen this represented outside of my own country. It's just super exciting to see it like here i'm like awesome so hearing that sort of stuff like reinvigorates me to just like just keep making stuff like that oh definitely i mean yeah you've got plenty represented here like there i mean there were a couple here like i was even i was because i was trying to figure them out before i looked at the descriptions like i was trying to test myself (laughs) (laughs) and i got i got i got a a fair amount of them but yeah there was there were a lot of them i had to go like okay what is the story because now i'm fascinated because the art is gorgeous, and I just want to know what this is now. So you have introduced me to many new stories that I can now look at and share with people. Yeah, totally. I actually, that's one of the things, too, is, like, I really enjoy uh, kind of going over the story. And, like, I want to talk to people about them, because I'm like, oh, my God, like, this story, it's, like, so crazy. Like, mm-hmm. do you even know what happens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think um, I really like the world story. That one was, like... Uh, that's the the Maori story mm-hmm. where she's like she falls in love with a guy across like on an island on this lake mm-hmm. and her family doesn't want her to get married to him so they take all the boats and they tie them up on land <laughs> so in the dead of night she like ties a bunch of gourds to herself and swims out to him 
Like, so she gets tired, but then she just floats there with her gourds, and then she just keeps fucking swimming. And she, like, arrives at his house, like, at the dead of night, and she's like, sup, so are we gonna get married? (laughs) (laughs) And then they get married, and it's like, and then, like, everyone finds them in the morning, they're like, oh, I guess you guys are married, so. I I guess we're going along with this now. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's a woman who knows what she wants, man. Yeah, it's, like, super cool. She's just like, bitch, I'm gonna do this. Like, that's so cool. You deserve that, girl. Yeah, you earned it. Like, yeah. I, I really love that, what is it, the, um, uh, strength, the uh, the girl wrestling the, the, oh, God, what is it, the Tamlin, or? Yeah. Because. Yeah, that one. It almost looks like Merida, like, from Brave, is, like, going after a crocodile, which I also like that idea, so. Yes. Yeah, so I was, um. Uh... Yeah, so I was looking up and realizing that Tamlin, the original story, is actually, like, Scottish in origin. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely, so a lot of these was, like, trying to research what the actual, like, native garb of the people was. Mm-hmm. And some of these, it's a lot harder to find documentation for it than others. Like, um, Anansi for the, the Wheel of Fortune, mm-hmm. trying to find, like, the right clothing for him was really 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 hard oh man um, but uh but yeah the strength card uh you know because that one's she's uh she's supposed to hold on to the guy that she likes for like all through the night even as he gets changed shape mm-hmm. by fairies uh but yeah so this one i was also looking at um is it Ahmet, the egyptian like one of the egyptian gods involved with like death where he eats the heart. I guess it's actually a she. But anyway, <laughs> eats the heart if you are impure or like if you're a bad person. Like oh, when, when they balance your your heart against the yeah. feather. Yeah, yeah. It's a. This is the monster that your heart gets fed to. Ooh. So because it's like the three deadliest animals in Egypt: the hippo, the lion, and the crocodile. Nice. So, yeah. So uh, so yeah. Basically, this card is like yeah. He's like transforming. But, like, also, as long as she has a pure heart and intentions and is, like, courageous, the the lion thing isn't going to eat her mm-hmm. or her heart. So, no, that's, I was like... That's oh. awesome. Like, and subtly try to put in two cultures into that one. I think it worked. It's it's certainly a badass image, so it's <laughs> just like, yeah, girl, you hold that, that crocodile down. Like. Yes, that one is also, uh, like I said, all of them are my favorites, but I really do like that one. I really like the, the plaid on that one. Mm, that yeah, yeah. The, like, the plaid versus the hair, I think, are, is a nice combo. No, it is. I, how uh, So for you, like, when you're, like, do you feel like your style came from any particular place, or was it just something you kind of developed um, over time? Because it's, it, to me, it feels very distinctive. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I think um. I think it developed over time i will say like this is gonna sound so stupid but um <laughs> i think a part of my style came about from just like trying to figure out what pissed me off the least ah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but by what i mean is like uh you know i used to like i used to draw like outlines and then i would color them in mm-hmm. but one of the problems is that once i was finished doing the outlines i was no longer interested in color because i felt like i had solved the problem like i was like oh it's already done it just needs color uh, maybe i'll color it never <laughs> so <laughs> coloring's Plus, for like, dorks 
<laughs> yeah, so so basically over time, I just, like, figured out ways to, like, cut out line work almost, like, entirely. Mm-hmm. So now it's just all that shape language with, like, very, very minimal line work. Um, and also, I'm really, really into patterns, mm-hmm. and I've just always been interested in that. So figuring out ways to, like, turn everything that I've been drawing into a pattern mm-hmm. is, like, slowly my intention. So. <laughs> like, eventually, it's just going to be one big swath of plaid. <laughs> Yeah, basically. So <laughs> it's like you you can't see the guy. It's a, it'll be like a magic eye thing eventually. <laughs> like you can't see the uh, boat. Slowly, I, I I think I might just be like heading toward like tapestry work. Like Ooh. everything is just going to be look like that. You should do that old um, what is it the maiden in the unicorn tapestries or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It'll be like that. Yeah, but like culture imaginable. There we go. So. <laughs> Um, so we're, we're at a little bit over an hour, but I still wanted to talk to you about your, uh, Sailor Senshi. Yeah, please. Yeah, they, they're so badass. I love it so much. Just, uh, so uh, I, cause I watched the, uh, the American version of Sailor Moon growing up with the dubs and everything. Ah, uh, ditto, yes. Yeah. But, uh, cause it's always interesting, like, how, uh, people, like, in, re- try to reinterpret the Sailor Senshi because... They are, I mean, it's such a basic design for a lot of them in terms of like, you know, the anime style and then the sailor suit and everything like that. It's, it's, we've, we've gotten so used to that style. And then when everyone like uh, you and then specific, uh, like Babs Tar, um, have done very similar things in terms of like punking these girls out. Yeah, totally. Um, was, was it just like you wanted to do something different with them? Like, was there, I mean, they're, they're all awesome and just like the kind of the, taking no shit from mansplainer kind of stuff that like the attitude is just so very awesome. Like yeah, I, what inspired you to do them, I guess. Um, well, it was actually, I was working on the tarot cards and those ones are just like so time intensive. Mm-hmm. Like it's taken me like three plus days for some of the, some of the more complicated ones. Um, so sometimes I just need a break mm-hmm. and, uh, I was like, uh, I just want to like, I'm not going to do full body. I'm, like, just going to do the head. And uh, why don't I just, like, I don't know, Sailor Moon. Like, this will be done. Like, I was like, this is cool. Like, everyone does these guys. Like, I really like them. Mm-hmm. And uh, these will probably only take, like, I don't know, like, four hours maybe each. Yeah. So, so they were just, like. It's a break, just, like, nice you know. And, <laughs> yeah, they're, like, nice and cathartic after, like. I Basically, I was looking for something where, like, I wasn't researching anything. Mm-hmm. Like, which, like I said, I have to do for, like, a lot of the tarot cards. Uh, I mean, I enjoy doing that, but you just need a break. So I was like, eh, something that'll be, like, quick and easy. Something that's just, like, just fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not, I'm not, like, I wasn't trying to, like, say anything or, like, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was kind of interesting because, like, as I'm drawing each of them, I was like, ah, this is, like, totally what she's saying to me. This is, like, mm-hmm. this expression is, like this feeling so yeah turn them all into little business cards with like the sayings on the back um like i I love jupiter jupiter was always my favorite of the of the senshi uh there you go lita was so amazing (laughs) like i don't i don't she i think she she had brown hair and like that was the closest to my hair i could get yeah I, i like i mean one i liked her because of that and like uh, but two, I also liked her cause, uh, she was, she was the only one who could kick ass outside of like her sailor uniform. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, she was like, 
I mean, and, and it was interesting because she was a tomboy, but she also liked to be feminine at times, too. So it was yeah. this really interesting kind of, like, juxtaposition of, of who she was. You know, I, I don't I don't know if she was the most complicated or complex or whatever, but it just always seemed like she had more going on at times. Yeah, I think I was just like, I don't know, she's just, I think what's great about, like, this show, but also about, um, you know, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. It's just, like, the idea that you can have a group of girls, they aren't having cat fights with each other mm-hmm. often. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and they all are, like, like, they all have different interests, but they're all still girls. Like, there's never, like, there's never anything in question where it's, like, aren't they actually a boy? Like, <laughs> like, uh, like, one of those things, like, one of my big problems with, like, Brave was just, like, this emphasis on, like, she's so cool, like, because she's, like, a boy. Mm-hmm. Most girls suck. But I'm, like, most girls, she's actually, like, a dude, so she's cool. Like. <laughs> yeah, my my problems with that, I mean, story-wise, there were so many problems because Disney's, like, whole, like, mother-daughter relationships and even sister relationships are just really surface level at times. Um, yeah. Not that all their other ones aren't any more in depth, but it's like when you're doing something like Frozen, it 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 bothers me when people are like, "Oh my god, it's so deep." I'm like, "Really?" Because from where I'm sitting, it's like still the most basic of relationships ever. Because they didn't talk to each other for like ten years practically, and now you're saying sisterhood and true love, and okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, okay. It's like let it let it go. Yeah, I got it. Okay. <laughs> it's like well, okay, feminist power. Gotcha. Right. All right. Because uh, Merida felt in the same vein, where it's just like she, you have this really great chance for a mother daughter relationship, and it's squandered like so quickly because they were afraid of going any further in depth on it. Yeah, and it's like in the end, they're like, you don't have to marry yet. Yeah. Exactly. No. Like her biggest thing, is she doesn't want to get married. It's like, sweetheart, you're in the 1500s. I'm guessing, ish, maybe. Like, y'all are gonna get married? It's that's that's a thing that happens. Like, well, like what I a movie that I really really liked was Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is like, if you think about it, like the like the main character, or at least one of them, is like this girl. She's being raised by her older sister, mm-hmm. and like they're both minorities. And they have, like, social services, who's this, like, black guy, is all up in their shit constantly. Right? Like, if you were describing this, you're like, that movie is never gonna sell. <laughs> but, like, they, they kind of, like, over-the-top it by having, like, this alien crash into, like, the home planet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, so it's kind of, like, so you're kind of focusing on the alien while all this, like, drama is happening in the background. Yeah. So, which I think is, like, a better way to go about it, like... You know, I think, um, like, the Brave was too much about, like, she's a girl! She's a girl! And then I think, like, Princess and the Frog also kind of fell into that trap, too, where it was, like, too much of, like, she's black! Did you see her white friend who has everything? And she's, like, black and has nothing? And, like, it sucks, but she's still doing great? And I'm like, maybe. Well, and that, like, it's also boiling down to she wants, she's working really hard, but she's not giving herself enough room for love. It's like... She wants to own a restaurant. Just let her have that dream first. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Could she not have the restaurant first and then find a suitable mate? Like, can that not happen? No. It's like, no, it's a Disney movie. They have to fall in love in, like, three days and then get married. (laughs) Because loopholes. I mean, like, on that same topic, for me, what was weird is, like, realizing that there, there was some book that I was reading once where the main protagonist is a girl and like by the end of book three she like still didn't have a love interest Mm. and like that at the time kind of vaguely annoyed me i was like but when's her love interest gonna show up (laughs) and then i was like wait why the fuck do i think that she needs to have a love interest and i realized that like every book that i had read like she always has a love interest of some kind Mm -hmm. i'm like but that's not true for guys like you can read guys books and they can like have the main character just not have a love interest. Yeah. Like, like I mean, Harry Potter went for, like, I don't know, not the entire series, obviously, but, like, like the first four books? No, maybe that's three. But still, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. People have, like, a while there where you just, like, not have a love interest. It's just, like... It would have been weird if he was 11-year-old and lusting after someone, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, like I said, I think it's still just, like... I think the emphasis on, like, girls must have love interests, but, like, guys don't have to. It's mm-hmm. just, like, which, you know, going back to Sailor Moon, like, these characters, like, some of the, and I think it's also the benefit of, like, there being multiple female characters, mm-hmm. where, like, they're, like, they can still be interested in, like, love and stuff, but that that doesn't have to be their M.O. Like, yeah. Like, even, uh, was it, um, so, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so, uh, what's her name, Sailor Moon? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Serena. Uh, like, she, like, her and her and Darian are, yeah, like, the main love interest, but the the, the four other girls, and then however many you want to add after, after that, depending, uh, it's like, they can, they have their own lives to live, they can do interesting things, and occasionally maybe they have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or however you want to do it. It's like, but, yeah, I guess you can just have that, like, main relationship be, like, your core, and then everyone else can just do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> Totally, right? Like, all right, you guys, you've got this, like, quota fulfilled. The rest of us, do we want. We're going to fuck off over here and just have some fun. Cool? All right. Honestly, I think, like, a lot of problems that people have with, like, female representation in XX or whatever, you know, Mm. could be solved by just having more female characters in that, like, like, not, not even just, like, like, I mean, like, uh, there's so many superhero teams where it's, like, four dudes and one girl. Oh, and yeah. And everyone is, like, that girl is, like, she's too hot. Or, like, you know, she's blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, she doesn't look like this. She doesn't, you know. So I think, like, a lot of these things would be solved, like, if you just had, like, if there was a team of five, like, if you had three of them were girls. What? You know, maybe... <laughs> How dare know, that you? Ratio, like, that ratio never exists. It's, like, um, most unorthodox. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, okay so actually um a game that i really like the character design for is like odin's crown mm-hmm. and or dragon's crown sorry not odin's crown that's two games in one there yeah. but uh but dragon's crown like because it had six playable characters three of them are dudes and three of them are girls and like the three girls are like over the top sexified yeah but like one of them is like it's all about her boobs and like so she has these gigantic boobs of course. but like 
The other one, it's all about her ass. She So she actually has, like, kind of reasonable-sized boobs. They're, they're still big, but, I mean, they're not, like, the first girl. But, like, all of her shots are, like, look at her muscular ass. And Jesus. it's, like, crazy. And then the third girl is, like, this wayfish, like, she has no boobs or butt. She's just kind of, like, like the like the skinny, like, shapeless one. Mm-hmm. But, like, and even though all three of them are, like, hyper-sexified, like... I still appreciated that they were, like, sexy in their own distinct different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, this idea that, like, oh, like, you don't have to have this, like, huge boobs and a huge butt and a tiny waist, and that's what makes you hot, you know? Yay! Like, feminism! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, I will say, like, the guys for their part were also all good-looking, but, like, they had different realms. Like, one is, like, the Gimli type. Mm-hmm. One was, like, like the the sexy man type mm-hmm. the, like the burly type and one was like basically looks like a woman type so <laughs> I was like I understand it would have been interesting if they had had like three male characters with almost exactly the same body type only like different levels of pecs like being big yes yes <laughs> this guy I, has I think it... no, go ahead no I was just gonna say I think another good one is like a Final Fantasy twelve. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like six characters. Three of them are male, three are female. But like the male ones, like one is like the twink, one is like <laughs> the kind of like older, like gruffer, burly type, mm-hmm. and then one is like uh, Han Solo. So it's like you got like the three types there. And I'm like, I'm attracted to all these guys. And then yeah, the girls <laughs> like one was like the sexy bunny type. <laughs> <laughs> One is the uh, the girl next door type, and one is like your like standard like princess type. Mm-hmm. So again, I was like variety. Like no, it's it's always the case because like especially growing up with you know the media that you consume informs your worldview to a certain extent, and and if you grow up with like let's say cartoons where you know you have like the five man band and then there's the girl, you yeah. you either identify with the girl or her evil sexy counterpart on the other side yes or you have to pick one of the guys to identify with which then just becomes like well i have very few options here yes absolutely you're just like i don't want to be the guy (laughs) like i guess this is all i can be now right like i i love what teenage mutant ninja turtles but i was always having to play april on the you know playground because she's the girl Uh and you're the girl Playground logic sucks. Yeah, totally. I think just, like, uh, super, super irritating. I mean, also, like, it's it's indicative of a problem when none of the guys want to play the girl character. Mm-hmm. Like, when everyone is like, ugh, I don't want to be the girl. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, maybe I don't either. Yeah, like, who says I want to be the girl all the time? He's like, I'm going through an identity thing, too. I'm like, how about that? I, you know, and I think, like, I get really irritated by the idea of, like, tomboy in the way that I feel like it's upsold so much. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's so much emphasis on, like, she's a tomboy and that's what makes her cool because she's, like, one of the guys. Right. But also, she's sexy when she puts on a dress. (laughs) She took her glasses off and suddenly she's gorgeous. Oh, my God. But she still knows about sports, so she can hang with me. That's so cool. It's like, oh, God. And it's also, it's like, 
it's like the guy like the girls have to make an effort to like understand the guys but guys never like there's never this effort to like understand the girls mm-hmm. like it's like let's, you've just described every 90s movie i <laughs> like, know like ever there's never a point where like i don't know like he learns about like fashion labels and begins to understand like <laughs> i don't know like I'm trying to think of some more stereotypes. Yeah, right. He he learns French and can play the harp, because that's what girls are into, right? Right? (laughs) Well, I mean, I wouldn't, like, if he did that, that'd be okay. I know, it'd be actually kind of cool. He has a skill. Like, damn. He could could maybe provide. (laughs) Do you know, like, I don't know if you've ever been, like, serenaded to before, like, where someone just, like, sits there and, like, plays an instrument. Uh, I that, have no that, idea what to do with my face or anything. That has like, not yet occurred in my life, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like, it's just like someone is like, not like anyone's written a song for me or anything, but they're like, hey, listen to this. <laughs> and they like sit down, they play, and I'm like, I'll just like sit here and look at you. You know, sing that at looks, me? Okay. Like... It's not like this is a concert. I don't. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So. Like, what if you don't like the song? What are you supposed to do? <laughs> oh, get off stage! No new stuff. <laughs> do you want to hear another one? No. Mm, no, no. That's, that's fine. You, you did just enough right there. That's that's great. That's special. <laughs> Can we just have sex now and stop this? <laughs> It's like, if that's what you were trying to get to, you didn't need the preamble. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, bedrooms no, are over not, there. <laughs> this is not helping your cause. Yeah, this uh, is, in fact, making it uh, less likely right now. <laughs> so I don't want to think that you're going to use this to make another song, and then I'll feel responsible for my own terrible feelings right now. <laughs> like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I feel that on that note, we should end it. Such a good place to go out on, right? <laughs> Everyone was like, man, I was really thinking about, like, asking out Yoshi and, like, I was gonna, like, serenade her with this song that I wrote her, but, like, now, like, that plan's out the window. <laughs> you should you should do another card that's just, like, please no serenading. <laughs> please don't solicit with songs we don't accept. I, know. <laughs> I, I still gotta do the Outer Senshi. I've been getting a lot of requests for that. Ooh, so there we go. That's a... Gotta do that eventually. It's like who's gonna who's gonna get that beautiful lines? Like, uh, was it Saturn? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, Pluto. Hmm. I'm over this. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you gonna how are you gonna do Neptune and Uranus though? I like I don't even know. Like, I guess like don't need no man. Something. Mm. It, it almost yeah. feels like they should have individual cards, but also like their own card, like together. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Sorry, I am accounted for. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> Not cousins. <laughs> Not cousins. Exactly. No, that like, I, I grew up with that one too. Yeah, where it was like they were cousins. Mm-hmm. We were, it's like Americans yeah. can't handle this. Like, actually, we're we're pretty chill about most of this until you make it a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's also I also wonder. Like, obviously, that was when I grew up as a kid. And I wonder, like, what the political atmosphere was like then, mm-hmm. that it is not, like, now. Yeah. Um, like, in the... But, yeah, also, 
but some of the things where they were like, oh, like, you can't have cigarettes, so, like, all the characters that smoke cigarettes that get changed to, like, lollipops and, like, various other things. <laughs> He's so cool. Like, Look at how he licks that lollipop. <laughs> it's like, I think this is sending a very lollipop. different message now. Yes. Or, like, uh, like, all the Dragon Ball Z characters would get, like, high off of, like, apple juice. You know, they, they were just drinking lots of apple juice. Yeah. Uh, not beer. Guys, so. apple juice will fuck you up. Like, <laughs> just telling you this right now. Damn, that apple juice last night? Mm-hmm. It this morning. It's like, I had all that treetop. You know what I'm talking about, girl? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, those, uh, I think there's, I think there's less of that these days, I think, but yeah. I tend to just go straight to the source now. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and I think that, because especially with cartoons, like, embracing more of that, you know, we can appeal to both children and adults now, and it's, it doesn't have to be so distinctive, like, for one or the other. Um, that the maturity of the storytelling is finally starting to come through. So if they wanted to do more of the, oh, here's the special episode about someone getting drunk or whatever, they could probably say that it's really alcohol instead of apple juice. Yes. I think, like, um, I think it's also just interesting, like, how in Japan there's, like, a lot of anime that's just, like, geared towards adults. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, like, I think it's the idea of you just growing up with it and, like, as you keep getting older, then you're just, like, consuming more adult content, but you're, like, ready to stay in that media. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, in America, basically, we just have Disney. And yeah. so the idea of, like, you know, you're like, I'm an adult, so I watch live-action stuff, not stuff for kids. <laughs> but, I mean, like, if you have, like, content, you know, like, Avatar is and Steven Universes, where it's more towards, like, the teenager realm, then I think it's easier to, like, also just continue on into adulthood and be like okay well now it's time for like adult animations oh for sure well and and even just the the complexity i feel like even of steven universe like they're they're getting across like huge storylines like about consent and multiracial uh, multiracialism and uh like uh queer relationships and and all these kinds of things like grief and you know life and death and everything and they're doing it in such a smart way where you're like, kids these days are going to be, like, hopefully they're just way more well-adjusted than I was when I was growing up. That's, like, all we can ever hope for, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, like, I mean, I consider myself, like, a pretty, like, forward-thinking and accepting individual. But, like, I really hope that by the time I die, like, I have grandchildren that are like, man, grandma's such a bigot! Like, you know, like... <laughs> I hope that, like, even my standards today are considered, like, like, just, like, super close-minded for, like, my grandchildren. Right. Like, I mean, like, I hope to keep changing, but, like I said, just, you know. There will come like, a I point where you're just stuck in your ways, and then the, the kids and the grandkids will be like, man, she was just never the same after that one thing. Oh, God, yeah. Like, it's like, a, I, I consider, like, you know, various parts of, like, my family, like, pretty accepting and stuff, but, like, uh. I had one family member who's just, like, older, like, referenced Asians as, like, Orientals. Oh. And I think, like, as soon as they said it, they were like, oh, wait, we probably can't say that anymore. <laughs> but, like, like, it, like, wasn't, like, and then, like, changed to, like, Asian, like, in the same sentence, was like, oh, 
Asian. Like they weren't they weren't trying to be like mean or like anything. It was just they were like, wait, that's not the word anymore, is mm-hmm. it? Oh, I guess I gotta change that word. Like, <laughs> oh darn, can't can't use your ethnic terminology anymore. I know. I mean, like, like I said, there's probably, there's probably terminology that I'm, like, using now that'll just be, like, considered completely inappropriate, and, and I hope that is true. Like, I hope we keep mm-hmm. moving forward. No, I've had a uh, friend of mine, uh, their, uh, like, getting the pronouns right has been, uh, kind of more like what I'm been, what I've been working with, just because I don't want to upset them, and, like, trying to keep it neutral, and then I even messaged them and, and was just like, I, if I've done this like if I've uh not called you by the proper pronoun I apologize I'm still learning and we had like a really long talk about it actually and it was it was great like just to be able to like it's 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 going to be a learning curve for a lot of us but yeah the next generation and the generation after them are just going to be like I don't understand why this is such a big deal for you yeah it's so easy I I think one of the things that's like okay so one of the things that I have like difficulty with is like pronouns just because there are so many popular pronouns right now Mm -hmm. that like everyone has a a specific preference as to like what they want to be referred to of course i find like he she they is very easy for me Mm -hmm. but like there's also like the zers and you know like the various other like denominations that like that i like have a really hard time keeping track of like just like those ones are super difficult. Like, no, I, I'm the uh, same way. Like, I see, like, new terminology come up, and I'm like, oh, god damn it. Now I've got, like, it's like, I want to be progressive, but you're making it hard for me right now. And, oh, where's my violin? I'm going to start playing it. I, I know, right? Uh, the, the terminology, too, that I actually have a really hard time with also is, like, what people of, like, African descent prefer, like, mm-hmm. prefer to be referred to by, like... Just because, like, you know, I've had people that are like, oh, African-American, but then also people who are like, my family's from Jamaica. Do not call me Mm African-American. Like, Afro-America, I am black. Like, don't, like, stop that, you know. It's just like, you know, it's just, like, super difficult. Like, and then, you know, some people are like, I'm actually Creole, which is, like, its own, like, denomination of it. It's just, like, I don't want to offend anyone. I know. And... (laughs) trying to figure out like which is the least offensive term to use specifically it's like, is can, hard. can we just all wear like name tags or something like <laughs> some kind of indicator <laughs> like this is my name this is like the the gender i would like to be referred to as noun wise this is yeah yeah this is these are the preferred terms that you can use with me on multiple levels of creed race gender like (laughs) yeah exactly it's like all this good just look at that for a second like that would just make the introduction process so much easier too oh my god especially if you didn't like like if you didn't know the person like maybe they knew you but you didn't know them you're like oh hey then you just look down for a second yeah yeah no absolutely like uh, it's like i really don't want to offend people i know but it's hard but like you know (laughs) it's one of those things that again like i think that us having these conversations is like also like like we said it's like a step in the right direction and our grandchildren are just going to be calling us like 
arrogant bigots for like not understanding. You'll be like, God, of course it was this. Like, Why did they have such a hard time understanding? Ugh. And then like once they say that, then you're like, yes, now I can die in peace. Like, I've achieved this. Yes. yes. And then you can pass out the wine labels at your funeral. The wine labels, yes! I'll be like, I had these bottles 50 years ago. Oh. <laughs> I'm here. Partake. He's like, damn, she really planned this out. Wow. <laughs> the I only... have the Pinterest board and everything. She does know the Pinterest has been dead for years, right? Sure. <laughs> I took screenshots. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you, Internet Archive. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we brought well, it back. Know, if you ever have uh, job, jobs for uh, where you need wine bottle decorations or decals, like just let me know. Send, yep. it, send it my way. Please, so, somebody I, take her up on this offer. I will buy that bottle of wine. I don't even care what type of wine it is. I'll just buy out a bottle. Like, this will be shit, but I will still drink it. I'm going to so. support the artist, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> now give me my wine. <laughs> Dude, I'd probably have like five bottles just like on my counter constantly. Just be like, this is my wine. Like, wouldn't even drink it. Just be like, this is mine. It's like, yes, I have many bottles of wine, like many leather bound books. Um, they're just maturing. I'd probably give them away as gifts, honestly. Mm. Like, I would just be like, <laughs> This my shit. Drink it. <laughs> Here, have the Chardonnay, bitch. <laughs> I yeah, hope you exactly. enjoy it. <laughs> like, why are you being so mean while you're giving me a gift? <laughs> That's how I show yeah. my affection. <laughs> yeah. It's actually the way my one of my best friends and I. That's how we uh, show our love for each other. Is we're always like, I'm gonna hit you in the face right now. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, my, my boyfriend is particularly abusive in such a manner. Like, he just, like, says all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. which, um, it's not good when people don't realize it's a joke. Like, people who oh have been our friends for, like, a while, like, they understand, but then, like, people that are, like, kind of new, they'll just, like, hear this stuff, and they're like, ah, 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 ah. They're like, whoops. You know? <laughs> It's like, oh my god, did we stumble into a domestic abuse situation? What do we do? What do we do? See, that's that's probably the next thing that it's just going to be like, this is a joke that we're like not allowed to say. Like, this is us being like unsympathetic or something. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, just just waiting for the next like the next wave. Yep. And I, I will be there. It'll be cool. We'll, we just we'll we'll just sit around and just kind of lightly stare at each other and say nothing and do nothing. It's, <laughs> perfectly fine <laughs> we'll just be like that dog in the burning building this is fine <laughs> there are plushies available now you know i uh, saw I that oh my god like i think i i think i saw that page and i like refreshed it an hour later and it got like twenty thousand more dollars yeah I think. it's like i got a ridiculous amount it's like it's probably like over five hundred thousand now most likely it's is- like it deserves that like yeah it deserves that although i guess the the dog recently realized that it's not fine i, I suppose or yeah I, I was reading that too but i'm gonna keep canon as the uh just the original all right head, so. i think the head canon will live out and <laughs> that dog is perpetually fine drinking his coffee like, 
in a burning that building. That gift has been sent, or that image has just been sent out so much. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, I can't wait until November's over. Like, when, oh. when it's all said and done, I just want to know whether or not I'm going to have to burn things down or, you know. I, I know. I'm like, <laughs> so I was in I was in Ireland during uh, Brexit. Oh, man. And uh, just like, people were unhappy. Mm. And uh, yeah, apparently there was a bunch of people, too, that are UK citizens, but are trying to apply for like, Ireland citizenship because Ireland still is part of the UK so they're like instantly like so how can I get over here yeah I was just like flooded with that I know and I was like thinking about that I'm like what could be like my battle plan it's like (laughs) all this goes to hell I don't know if Canada's the best option but it it seems viable at the very least oh my god right actually yeah I can uh, I could probably get Japanese citizenship hey, without too, 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 too much difficulty. It's like, if I you can, can get, get it, over there. do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god. But I mean, like, that's also like, I think it's pretty depressing to think that, like, one, that it's like, that's a thought process that's in my head. Two, that, like, that's like a ship that I could, like, jump onto when there are just so many people that are, like, would be so much more screwed than me that, like, mm-hmm. could not jump ship. Yeah. So, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, Yoshi. You just gotta yeah. <laughs> bend into the wind. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, but you have a show that's gonna be on Saturday, so yes, this is a yes. good thing to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, anyone that's in the area, please come. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I'll give you the link, but I have a um, I have an order sheet, okay. not an order sheet, but a. Uh, uh, email sign-up sheet for anyone that's interested in eventually purchasing the full deck when I finish that. Sweet. Uh, I think I'm actually signed up for that. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I yeah, think also- that's how I found out about your show was that it was like, oh, hey, <laughs> I'm having a show. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sending out uh, yeah, various emails being like, yo, guys, like, also they're like super cool prints available and stuff. So. Yeah, is the, yeah. Uh, I think the, because it's eight o'clock now, the uh, when we're starting to wrap this up, so are the 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 pre-orders are still on, but uh, you had some embellishments that were available up to about now. Uh, do you have any other like offers or deals that you want to like promote or anything? That's... Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I will have like poster size that are like twelve by sixteen, mm-hmm. and those will be up on my website probably when this goes live. And then after the show is done, I'm also going to have mini prints available that are like four by six inches mm-hmm. so if you're a postcard size if you're looking for something that's like a little more price manageable mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then a year from now and some when the deck finally gets done yeah so, so yeah. Well, i'll be i'll be the first to sign up on your kickstarter so <laughs> excellent yeah like what can i say i like some fairy tales and my myths and my tarot so yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised by how many other people that are like, this is exactly what I wanted. So I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, yes. Yeah. Profit. <laughs> you just dollar signs in your eyes like in a cartoon. I know, right? <laughs> and then I like look at how many hours I still have to put in. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, there's not enough coffee in the world for this. Yeah. I'm just going to drink all that wine now. <las> yeah. Yeah. Just... <laughs> With your beautiful just labels. Gonna, 
just yeah, I'll just have the drinking my wine labels. It'll be great. It'll be fine. I'll get there eventually. No, okay. we're, we're going to do this. This is what you and I are going to do, Yoshi. We're going to get some wine. <laughs> we're going to make some bottles. Yeah. I, think, I, I think there are actually services that you can do where you can, like, bottle, uh, you can buy, like, a hundred bottles of, like, wine mm-hmm. and put your own label on it. What? It's, but, I mean, it's, like, it's for things like weddings. Oh. So you get, like, you know, Sarah and David, you know, 2015, and then, like, that's the party favor. Well, I guess. But, I mean, like, it's. That would still be a good way to, like, you know, advertise them. Like, if you want to do, like, a wedding, you know, yeah, get that wine and then have, like, a friend artist, you know, do labels for you, like, as a, as a thing. Like, that could work, too. Hmm. That's true. Could work for weddings. Hmm? a bad party favor because I think that's a party favor everyone would actually, like, drink. Except for your alcoholic cousin or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, a vast majority of your wedding party will take us. Probably not the children, but... Well, you know, you gotta start them young somehow. (laughs) Go to sleep now, okay, honey? Just take a glass of this. Time to drink your medicine. Okay. Yeah. It's better than Nyquil. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, as we're wrapping this up, because we keep, t- I keep trying to, we just keep going. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. So I would rather it keep going and it's still entertaining than just be like, yeah. So we ran out of things to talk about five minutes ago, and it's just winding down. <laughs> but uh, before we go, uh, the show is on Saturday. Uh, where where is the show going to be? Yeah, it's at Sketchpad Gallery, which is in San Francisco. It's kind of near Powell Bart Station for anyone who's local. Okay. And it's uh, between 2 and 6. So, yeah, come on. And uh, the it's only going to be a one-day show, so actually we're going to be selling the artwork that's on the walls so you can walk right out with a framed print and everything. Sweet. Just yeah. watch people walking out with frames. <laughs> yeah, just like, I figured it would be nice too, because like, who wants to actually frame artwork? It's like such a bitch to it's do. It's so expensive it's not- too. It's like, yeah. uh, I got a sign, I have a print from a Fiona Staples that I got uh, um, uh, framed. It was just like, it, the frame was like more than the actual print. So yeah. It's like, less. Uh, not uncommon. Exactly. Um, and so if people maybe can't get to the show, but if they would like to know like where they can find you or where they can purchase uh, some of your stuff online, uh, where can they go? Yeah, so my shop is uh, Okay. Um, yeah, that's that. Uh, also, following me on Twitter at YoshiSquared <laughs> is good. Uh, I'm also on Tumblr. It's Yoshi Yoshitani. Most places I'm Yoshi Oshitani, mm-hmm. but uh, let's see, Instagram I'm Yoshi Oshitani. Some places I'm not allowed to go Yoshi Oshitani because uh, it has shit in the middle of my last name. Oh, so some places don't allow profanity. Like, are you trying to get past? It's like, no, it's my real name. That just is my name. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, most places if you just type in Yoshi, like Yoshi twice mm-hmm. and then T A N I, you can find me. <laughs> Okay, and and I will definitely uh, post links as well so that people can can go there if they don't want to just listen to your voice and do it. They can actually click on a thing. Um, and uh, my my details as well. Uh, you can always go on at uh, on Twitter at darling underscore sammy s a m m y and go into maniacalgeek.com, uh, and you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. That girl with the curls, because I don't know anything about brand consolidation, so it's just 
two different things. Uh, you can also go on Facebook there too. And uh, I always love to hear people's opinions or thoughts on stuff. Uh, so yeah, uh, Yoshi, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Um, it's just uh, been... Thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah, no, this has been great. This has been awesome. <laughs> and I can't wait to see more of your work as it as it gets doled out, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Um, but uh, yes, on behalf of that girl with the curls and my, but bleh, if I could talk about my own things, the maniacal geek. Uh, good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.